Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary, Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include economic projections, news from FHFA, and the U.S. economy is slowing. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Loan Care. Loan Care has been successfully navigating clients and homeowners through market change for 40 years. The mortgage subservicer is known for delivering superior customer experience through personalization and convenience. Its award-winning portfolio management tool, Loan Care Analytics, was built to support MSR inventors with a focus on customer engagement, liquidity, and credit risk. Loan Care is part of Fidelity National Financial, a Fortune 500 company and leading provider of services to real estate and mortgage industries. Earlier this week, I told you about some units-funded information from the MBA showing a dramatic decline from a few years ago. Certainly, we're nowhere near the four-plus trillion dollars funded in 2021, but what are some of the other MBA thoughts about 2023 and beyond? Wise economists will tell you, if you're going to put a number on it, don't put a date on it. And if you're going to put a date on it, don't put a number on it. That said, for total originations of one to four unit mortgages, MBA expects 2022 to clock in at 2.2 trillion and 2023 at 1.8 trillion. That figure is then expected to move higher in 2024 to 2.3 trillion. MBA is also predicting that the mortgage debt outstanding will be somewhat steady at 13.4 to 13.8 trillion dollars, especially given all those 30-year fixed rate mortgages at less than three and a half percent. But for 30-year interest rates to drop near five and a half percent. By the year end, as the U.S. economy slows somewhat and unemployment moves towards 5%. As a reminder, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA, was established by the Housing and Economic Recovery Act of 2008 and is responsible for the effective supervision, regulation, and housing mission oversight of the Federal National Mortgage Association, or Fannie Mae, and the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation, aka Freddie Mac. Fannie and Freddie were formed and doing business for many years prior to that, and existed as quasi-government agencies giving securities filled with conforming conventional loans as an implied government guarantee. Given the recent press and LLPA changes, FHFA Director Sandra Thompson issued a statement on conventional conforming loan pricing. Quote, Higher credit score borrowers are not being charged more so that lower credit score borrowers can pay less. The updated fees, as was true of the prior fees, generally increase as credit scores decrease for any given level of down payment. Recently, there has been increased focus on changes made by the Federal Housing Finance Agency to the pricing framework of Fannie and Freddie, the enterprises. Unfortunately, much of what has been reported invokes a fundamental misunderstanding about the fees charged by the enterprises and why they were updated. To be clear, the series of steps taken by FHFA to update the enterprise's pricing framework will bolster safety and soundness, better ensure the enterprises fulfill their their statutory missions, and more accurately align pricing with the expected financial performance and risks of the underlying loans. FHFA is first and foremost a safety and soundness regulator, and the enterprises were chartered by Congress with a mission to provide liquidity, stability, and affordability by facilitating responsible access to mortgage credit through their activities in the secondary market. To achieve this mission, the enterprises charge fees to compensate them for guaranteeing borrowers' mortgage payments, which in turn attracts investors across the globe to provide liquidity for the U.S. mortgage market and, ultimately, reduces interest rates for homeowners. A portion of their fees are upfront fees that are based on credit risk characteristics of the borrowers and the loans they are obtaining. 
Said differently, the enterprises engage in risk-based pricing to, among other things, better ensure their safety and soundness, protect taxpayers, and serve their mission. The full statement can be found at robchrisman.com. Yes, the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meets next week with a possible change in overnight rates, but the economic news continues to influence thinking about the direction of U.S. interest rates. We learned yesterday that real GDP grew at an annualized rate of only 1.1% in the first quarter of the year, indicating that the economy remained in growth mode, albeit weaker than the consensus forecast, and at a slower rate than the last three quarters of 2022. Strength in consumer spending continued to prop up overall growth, but was offset by a significant inventory swing. Continuing growth in the economy, coupled with a strong job market and high inflation, despite First Republic Bank concerns, will likely lead the Fed to raise the Fed funds rate one more time at its next meeting, even as credit conditions tighten due to challenges and uncertainty in the banking sector. The FOMC is expected to then hold the funds rate at this higher level at least through the end of 2023. The Fed is then likely to pivot to rate cuts once they have a few months of data in hand, indicating the economy may have entered a recession. The current U.S. economic environment could be categorized as stagflation light. Stagflation describes economic environments experiencing simultaneously high inflation, contracting economic growth, and high unemployment. The economy could be described this way because it has relatively resilient employment amid persistently high price levels and weakening growth. Tighter financial conditions will act as a drag on consumer and business activity, causing the unemployment rate to rise and gradually lower inflation closer to the Fed's 2% target. Today's month-end sessions sees a busy calendar that kicked off with March personal income and spending, up 0.3% and flat respectively, as well as Q1 employment costs, up 1.2% for the first quarter, as expected, and up 5% for the year. Later this morning brings Chicago PMI for April, final Michigan sentiment, and more earnings from Wall Street. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by about an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 3.47 after closing yesterday at 3.53%, the two years yielding 4.08%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. I'll never forget my grandfather's last words to me just before he died. Are you still holding the ladder? <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Loan Care. Loan Care has been successfully servicing mortgage loans through market change for 40 years. Its award-winning portfolio management tool, Loan Care Analytics, was built to support MSR investors with a focus on customer engagement, liquidity, and credit risk. It provides unprecedented visibility into risk and opportunity. Do you know what's in your portfolio? It's about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities. Send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, Search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.